0: Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Bed of the your host. Today we have a special guest because it's someone that we normally wouldn't cover, but you know what we believe in here in at Politics Done Right. We believe in listening to everybody. We also believe in everybody getting together. I'm honored to have Stephen Edward Broden. He's a former Republican political candidate from the state of Texas. In the 30th Congressional District for the United States House of Representatives, Broden graduated from the University of Michigan with a Bachelor and a Master of Arts degree in Communication, and he later studied at the Dallas Theological Seminary, where he received a Master of Arts in Bible Studies. Broden advocates uh, in the Fair Park and South Dallas areas for economic opportunity, improved access to education, and against abortion. He is a spokesman for the uh, black pro-lifer movement in Dallas. He's a founder of Ebony Birian, an organization whose mission includes informing African-American pastors of the culture war. Brother, Pastor S.E. Broden, welcome to Politics Done Right. Uh, it's my pleasure to be with you. I heard you're a bit under the weather, so that's the reason why we have you dancing around in the screen here. But uh, welcome to the show. Put yourself a little bit higher, if you will, for me, however, though. A little bit higher so that when I crop you, will be fine. There you go. Okay. All right. All right, Pastor. How are you doing today?
1: I'm, I'm standing. I'm still standing.
0: You're still standing. Okay. Let me tell you something. Um, what, what intrigued me uh, is that the, from, your, from your agent, I got this note that said the following. I have studied and researched and come to the conclusion that there is a deliberate attempt by the liberal left and progressive movement to use the black community as a hammer against the system. They have seduced the black community into supporting their agenda because they frame their agenda around issues important to us. They duped us and deceived us into supporting them. They used our black voting power to seize power in the government and they make policies to advance their agenda. We were duped deceived and manipulated into supporting them they have never supported our (laughs) now pastor uh the danger of having of saying certain things is that when you're partially right you're partially right so i want to hear your point of view then i'd like to ask you a few questions about where we have some intersectionality here and where we have some divergence please go ahead Okay, Uh, well, I I honestly believe after
1: researching and studying and finding out the philosophy behind the Marxist and communist movement in America, Mm -hmm. uh, the philosophers have made it clear. Uh, For example, uh, Saul Alinsky says, We organize the poor for power, Mm -hmm. Not, not to help them in their issues, not to help make things better for their lives. We organize to get power. That's, that's his um, scenario, and that's what he is uh, clearly articulating in what is called Rules for Radical. In addition to that, you have Cloward and Piven, who are philosophers as well out of Columbia University, who created the idea of manufactured crises, creating crises using poor and demands of the poor in order to destroy the system in order to bring the system down. So we have two of the philosophers who are primary prime movers in the uh, socialistic movement in America, Mm -hmm. who have made it clear that they are moving among the poor for one reason, to get power. Then to couple that with Antonio Grimsey, who is the author of Cultural Marxism, who made it clear that the only way that we socialists are going to defeat the West is through infiltration and uh, gradualism infiltration of every major institution out there so that they can control the lever of power. And so what they have done is use the black vote in order to get into position of power and then begin to make legislation and policies that undermine our constitution undermine our liberties and so blacks have been um complicit albeit not always aware of the fact that we're being manipulated like this but have been used by the left for the purpose of getting power
0: i lost your picture so could you put that back on i want to answer that when you're done but uh, could you get your picture back on for me my friend
1: okay what's happening i think somebody's calling me uh, if what happens is that it flips over to the
0: call. That, that is fine. All right, all Pastor, right. Let, let me first say that uh, I don't think you are completely wrong with the statement that you're saying at all. I think that is absolutely true that uh, what these guys are writing uh, with regards to how to acquire power and from whom and with whom to acquire power. My question to you is um, what is really wrong with that? what is wrong with it yes
1: in oh, other well, words any, let, let me any, back up any right. uh, mm-hmm. any manipulation any exploitation mm-hmm. of of a people or a person or what have you is wrong it's simply wrong
0: okay if, if i may fact, ask if right. i may ask um i don't know if i, I don't call that exploitation i call that empowerment right but i want to put it one one step further um back in the uh, you you know who lewis powell is right the former supreme court justice that was appointed by he's a former democrat appointed by richard nixon to the supreme court he actually designed a paper called the powell manifesto if you don't know about it it's okay i'll ask you to trust me in what i'm going to say here uh, in that we're having an honest conversation and that is the, the powell manifesto was designed by the Chamber of Commerce or was written by Lewis Powell to the Chamber of Commerce with the idea that we have to do the exact same things that you just said to ensure the continued empowerment of the business class. And if you haven't heard about it, I would ask you to go to my website or anywhere. Just look up the Powell memo or the Powell manifesto. And that was the that was the way to acquire power. And the way they said they would do it is they would infiltrate the churches, they'll infiltrate the media, they'll infiltrate the universities, and all these other places. And they've success; they've been successful in doing that. And uh, it is it is about a, a power, in my opinion, about a, a getting the power to effect change. And what you spoke about, Alinsky and Alinsky and the others, uh, was to affect power for those who they believe. Are marginalized, don't you think?
1: Oh no, no! It uh, Solinsky makes it very clear. He asked a group of his trainees.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He says, "Why do we organize the poor?" Mm-hmm. And they came up with all kinds of laudable reasons of helping them and and trying to make things better for their lives. And mm-hmm. he screamed at them at the top of his voice, "No, we organize for power." I but I agree. We want power to effect change exactly not not for the poor but for their agenda and for their program which is a socialistic paradigm to replace what we have here in america
0: Uh, let me ask you a question sir let me a, a real serious question um i i i think we always have to be careful when we talk about what power is and what you can do with power let's let's let that that socialistic agenda that we speak about what does that entail what do you think it it, entails uh, oh i
1: i believe that the first thing that we see is that is going to expand government Mm -hmm. into our lives and be more controlling of every aspect of our lives Mm -hmm. and that's uh, a contradiction to our whole way of of life and the constitution you see the constitution was written to limit the government, not the people. Mm-hmm. The socialists want to, they want to flip that and yes. they want to make its limit to the people and more expansive to the government. That's what the socialist paradigm is attempting to do.
0: And you see something addition, wrong with that, sir?
1: Yeah. In addition to that, here, here's what I believe where we're headed. And I think most of us don't consider this as we look at at the kind of upheaval that's taking place in America today. There is a move, a deliberate move on the part of the power elite to do what is called a global reset. I'm sure you heard of the name Klaus Schwab, who is the president of the World Forum Economic uh, uh, System. Mm-hmm. He has announced very clearly that their goal is to reset the economy and reset the, the, the policies of the planet so that they can have a uh, a whole new way of life and a whole new way of living based upon what they determine, what is right and what is wrong. And socialism is the instrument for them to make that happen. So what we're seeing- and, and, what we're Hold with. one second,
0: sir. You just said socialism mm-hmm. is a method. What is socialism in your opinion? Socialism? Yes. It, it, socialism is, is an economic system. It's an economic system. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, But in in Antonio Grimsey's idea, it's more than an economic system. It is a um, cultural system. And so there's two strands, if you will. One is economic, which is Karl Marx and his economic system, which seeks for a uh, A collective, a a conflict, a conflict between the the proletariat and the the working class. I mean, Mm -hmm. and the... uh,
0: and, a uh, and the masters and the, yes. Yeah, they, yeah. Right.
1: That, that's his, but Antonio said, no, it, it won't work. We can't do that. He said, what we have to do is infiltrate their institutions and begin to change them from within mm-hmm. based upon what the institutions do to influence them. Right. And number one on his list to get rid of is Christianity. He was looking to remove Christianity from the public square and, and replace it with a human secularist idea that's sourced in darwinism marxism communism socialism all those isms were created by men who were god haters and so what we see is a system that is attempting to replace god and the influence of the judeo-christian ethic in america so that they can move us towards this
0: global reset all right let me ask you something pastor because Uh, You know, I I think you use a lot of words, uh, communism, socialism, Marxism, and all the isms, and you also say progressives, or not progressive, but these people hate God. Uh, Let me just uh, get a little personal here. I am a humanist. I don't believe in organized religion, but I know there is some supreme being. What I know is I'm humble enough to know that I don't know it all. Likewise, I don't, my wife is a deacon in a church. I don't know how uh, you'll feel about that but <laughs> she notice I said she is a deacon in a church a lot of a lot of churches specifically black churches don't like the idea of females as deacons in church I don't know where you stand on that but you know I have utmost respect and honor for her having accomplished that feat now I don't hate god I just don't believe the god that many of uh many of the pastors put out as being god the god that a lot of pastors put out i think seems too much like man in other words all the fealties that men have they place that onto god how can god be jealous how can god be all these things but let's go beyond that um i hear you have a devotion to a constitution that's what i hear in you i hear you have a devotion to judeo-christianity I hear you have a devotion to all these instruments, not socialism specifically, but these instruments that have, in my humble opinion, and you can correct me to your opinion if you will, have done much harm not only to Blacks specifically, but to minorities. And uh, I, I see it as a constitution that actually for quite some time supported genocide. So, I mean, our devotion to a... And I see capitalism myself as a a form of indirected, antiseptic slavery because there is no democracy in that. Uh, I would like you to refute that in, you, in, in the way you promote what you promote. I believe in the honor of people. I believe in everybody working for sustainability. But I, I, I think sometimes we get a diversion in beliefs based on inputs that i don't know where they they emanated from so your thoughts Mm -hmm. well i I believe that the founding documents
1: the declaration of independence and the constitution have within it ideas
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that uh were the seed of making change and moving us as a nation into the right place where we needed to be. Those ideas were embedded in those documents. And so although we had a questionable start and there was a lot of uh, misrepresentation of the truth and and all of that was probably true, but the seed for correction was in those documents. When we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men when they wrote that that included all men now they probably didn't think like that but the language said all men are created by god I, certain I agree with you writings. there yeah so what right. i'm saying is that principally mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. inside those documents were the means by which corrections were made frederick Douglass, one of the incredible statesman out of our community was able to articulate and to represent those ideas in such a way that it won over even Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln and others who were listening to this man who was able to articulate those principles and move this nation in the right direction. So yes, there are some issues there that were being done or exercised because men are corrupt and they're gonna manipulate for their own benefit, but the principles were there enough for someone like a Frederick Douglass or someone like you could read those principles and say, this is where we ought to be. And where we are is not where we should be based upon those principles. So I, I, I would submit to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is some, some issues along the way. And, and but uh, as I look at history, we made a lot of incredible corrections along the way. And it's undeniable.
0: Well, I mean, I, I, I can't, look, I agree that we're not where we were back at the foundation, but anytime uh, there are compromises that need to be made, that we were a compromise, I find it, it, it makes the document suspect that the document is mostly a property rights document as you realize only five percent of the people originally could vote in uh during the during the writing of the constitution i i think those things make it uh, wh- what i think is the great thing about the constitution is its elasticity the ability to build on it that's what i have always thought was good about the constitution uh, absolutely
1: and at the end the declaration of independence
0: well, those no, the Bill of Rights, those, the, the Bill yeah. of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, anybody would have said what they've said, because, you, you know, I mean, remember, these guys, uh, these guys in other, the British considered our founding fathers terrorists, right? Right. Correct. So that's one correct. person's liberator is one person's terrorist, right. correct? That,
1: that, that's certainly how the,
0: the Brits were looking at it. Exactly. I mean, but they, they, were
1: liberators, they were
0: liberators here in America. I, I know, I know, but come yeah. on, the truth, hey man, the truth T, they, they created a terrorist act when they did all this stuff, you know? So, uh-huh. I mean, we, we have to understand, in my opinion, right, that that's how these things were created. Now, I want to get back on the subject, though, with... with um, um, but
1: before you, before you sure, move on, I, I do want to sure. say that I don't want to take the, the Declaration of Independence and set it aside. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't want to do that. I want to integrate it into all of the documents, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, and the Declaration, because there's language and principles therein that set forth a course of action. If you listen to what it says, it says that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, among them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And to, to protect or secure these rights Governments are instituted.
0: For the better welfare, right? For the welfare of. They are instituted
1: to protect and secure what rights? Those rights that God has given to us. But when government becomes destructive to that end, it is the right of the governed to alter or abolish
0: it. Those are principles that still guide this nation today. Now, what what has government done, uh, and why? Who is government, by the way, sir? The people. We the, the people. people. We the right? people. We created it. Yes. Okay, so now, if we elected a government, uh, we should abide by those that we elected, correct? When they are consistent
1: with the principles that are found within the founding document, when they come when they contradict that, then we have a right to nullify uh, any of their decisions. And to remove them and replace them uh, with someone else. We always have that
0: right. right. You're correct about that. We always have the right to orderly remove people from government. Orderly, there's a method to remove them. Now, uh, the reason I said there's a method to remove them from government, if we decide as a government, if we the people decide as a government that we want a more progressive agenda, which most people say they want, by the way. And, and a progressive agenda, I don't know what, a lot of people look at a progressive agenda as some, you know, the, the way the right, many on the right, and I, don't, I haven't seen a lot of your writings thus far, but many on the right have a tendency to, uh, to vilify the things that we stand for. And the things that I stand for are the things that I'm pretty sure you would stand for if, if, if I didn't give it a name. I mean I stand for or uh, I stand for things like uh making sure everybody have a right to work I stand for a everybody should have a living wage I stand for people should have a say in their corporations well I don't know if you stand for that one but I do uh so I don't I don't understand in your statement where you say we were we I said I look the progressives in my opinion, where they fail is they don't go for, well, not progressive, the Democrats, not progressives. The Democrats, in my opinion, where they fail is that they're really not progressives. They're really in a lot of times aligned with what I call the corporatocracy. Your thoughts on that? Well,
1: you're you're opening my eyes to to an argument that I had not considered. However, I do believe that as I observe from where I sit, I see manipulation, I see uh, uh, exploitation Mm -hmm. on the part of the Democrats and the socialists who are in bed with one another Mm -hmm. to achieve an agenda. Now, Here's why are you open to the
0: re, let me ask you? Uh, sorry to interrupt. Sorry, I usually don't do this, but I want we're we're having a very good conversation. Are you open to redefine what you think social uh that socialism that's so is so maligned on the right really is, as far as let's say those of us that consider ourselves democratic socialists really is? Or are you open to have a discussion where Instead of the tropes that people use against somebody like myself, by the way, I'm an engineer, owned my own business for a long time, write software, not a moosh around the government or anything like that. Would you be open to uh, that, a a more rational interpretation of that?
1: Well, I'll be open to any conversation. Um, You want to qualify it as rational, I think socialism is irrational
0: tell me uh, I, I, and that's where i want to explore sir what makes it irrational uh, because it robs the individual mm-hmm.
1: of his god-given liberties mm-hmm. those inalienable rights that which are, are those only, sir uh, are given by god life liberty and the pursuit of happiness life liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Socialism defines what that is. It it shapes you and puts you in categories. And, and that's not where I think God would have us be. We ought to be able to develop our gifts and our talents and our, our capacity as far as it can take us. You know what is so interesting? Does not allow for that.
0: I, I so agree with what you just said. And I, I, I agree with what you just said. The liberty, the pursuit of happiness, I believe all of that. And I believe our current system inhibits us from doing that. Let me give a, a few examples. And, and you tell me where I am wrong. Um, I I want everybody to have equal access, not 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 equal access to success, but equal access to education so that they can be the best they can. Do you agree with that?
1: Oh, absolutely. I
0: That's also... I also agree that children are not responsible for having been born in poverty. Do you agree with that as well? I agree. Now, I I then believe that we, the state, who depend on having a successful population, should support these kids in a manner to give them that, that equal access to success. Do you agree with that?
1: Well, certainly. Absolutely. And
0: and that's what I'm saying, Pastor. I find so much intersectionality in what we want and find that it's the external tropes that put us against each other. Let me ask you one other thing. You're here in Texas from what I read. And we decided in Texas for ideological reasons not to accept the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care. You are a pastor. You care about humanity. You care about your pew. Here is what always concerned me. And it it concerned me with a lot of religious folks. Whether you agree with the policy or not, if you can save 2,500 Texas lives until you are able to mold that policy that can continue to keep lives afloat, until then, wouldn't you do it? As a pastor, sir,
1: well, I mean, that's, that's a, an interesting question. I, I happen to believe that the systems that we have in place today
0: mm-hmm.
1: work very well to help people who are indigent and poor through the county systems, through the monies in, uh, that we have made available to help people who are indigents. Mm-hmm. That system is that na- net, that safety net is in place we need to reinforce it. We need to make sure that it's up and running and doing the job that we designed for it to do rather than taking and usurping from us our right of choice,
0: uh-huh.
1: our right of decisions. I, I, just, I, I just find that there is a better way of doing it. And that the truth of the matter is we had a system in place and that we needed to tweak on it. No, no question about it. We need to tweak it, but it's there it's in place. And it was a safety net
0: pastor with all due respect, pastor. And you know, that that's all I, 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 you know, with all due respect, that is not true from talking from a person who has a wife with lupus talking for somebody who was a businessman who is a businessman, but who had to pay his own health care out of, I mean, my, I've never been on insured L- good because like I said, I had my own company, but what I had to pay, the average Texas citizen could not afford. And the safety net did not address the average Texas citizen who couldn't have healthcare until they went to an emergency room to be patched up and sent home. Let me tell you what I believe. And you tell me what's wrong with this or what makes your life more difficult for me wanting this. Uh, when you have a private health care plan, a, a private insurance plan, your, your, your health care plan that you can afford tells you what medicines you can have, what doctors you can see. And all these issues are de- de- determined to you based on your particular insurance company and how much profit they will make. That's decided by somebody you didn't vote for just a plan you are able to afford to purchase. Medicare for all, a national system says, we want a baseline coverage for every American citizen because there's not a profit motive, because we don't have to pay 100% to that salesperson the first year who sells that policy. All that money goes into healthcare. Um, Who pays for that? Wait, we all do.
1: We all do. The government does, doesn't it?
0: No, 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 no. We do. We do. Every taxpayer, including those who would not have normally purchased health insurance, uh-huh. they pay because it comes out of the general fund that we all fund. And the one difference is that we don't have to have multiple databases, multiple advertise. We don't have to have any of those things. So those costs are not there. For ideological reasons, and, and this is where I would like to see a split even on the right. Where you can say, I don't, I, be, I don't believe in telling a woman what to do, you do, for, uh, for abortion, etc. But that, doesn't, that, shouldn't, uh, def- that shouldn't prevent you and I from working together to ensure that our people, and when I say our people, I'm not talking Black people, I'm talking about all people, can have good health care, good basic health care. And what we have now isn't that. Oh, you're disappearing, my friend. Your thoughts on that, sir? I um, I wasn't prepared to
1: talk to you about these issues, but uh, and they are are provoking. And
0: um, well, you, if, if I don't I, want to I put you on you, the spot, if tell, you'd like to, I
1: can tell you this: yeah. that I, I I I err on the side of competition.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I err on the side of of individual rights, mm-hmm. and that that's where I would stand on that issue
0: I would like to ask you a favor pastor and I really I'm saying this from the depths of my heart I'd like for you to consider some of the wording that I've said there when it comes to profit motive etc and whether there are certain things that don't belong in the competitive field I mean I am as an engineer I didn't need competition to want to invent the things that I invented and my stuff is on the space station it's used by Boeing etc I didn't need to think about money for that those of us who innovate actually innovate, and then some capitalist comes and takes our innovation and makes money off of it. That's how our system works. So, I'd like to ask you as you preach to your pew, etc., to consider some of those things and tell, come back to, and talk to me about that later on because there is a whole lot of information that's going, to, going out there to, or, to not, on, not only black folk, but to a lot of folks that turns people like me who wants what's good for people as well into a boogie person, as opposed to you and I working together and saying we can actually make a difference. Let me tell you why I wanted to talk to you because of the work you're doing and the involvement that you're doing in, in South Dallas. So I mean, if, if there's some, some intersectionalities that can come out of helping people, that's what I actually believe in.
1: Well, it's good that we've come back to that. Um, I believe that intersectionality, liberation theology, critical theory, critical race theory, Mm -hmm. all of these things are instruments in what I call the toolbox of the left
0: Mm -hmm.
1: to foment the chaos, to foment division, and to create uh, the kind of chaos that we see right now in America. Hmm. That a 20,000 foot view will look at each one of those elements and recognize that it is a instrument in the hands of the Democrats and social um, socialists mm-hmm. to create chaos and confusion in our nation. And you cannot deny that we are a nation that is divided and a nation that is at each other's throat. And the instruments through which that is happening is intersectionality, critical race theory, critical theory, liberation theology, Mm -hmm. and the cancel culture. All of it is working. By the way, you know, the
0: the cancel culture can be problematic. I do agree with that. Um, The the critical race theory, I don't understand the issue there, to be frank, because it's not something that's I, I, I want Americans to all know our genesis. Because I think if we don't know our genesis, we're we're liable to repeat the same mistakes over and over again. When it comes to intersectionality, I don't see how one would see that as the left. Look, I am not saying all the people on the left are pure. I know as far as I'm concerned, (laughs) I want to work with people and I want things better. So I think it's sort of a, I, I think you're putting, let's say, folks like me in a box by saying that because I want intersectionality with people with you, with your pew, et cetera, that somehow I'm trying to create chaos. You know, it's not. Uh, no, well, I, I wouldn't say that you are necessarily, but the philosophy behind the, the idea.
1: And that's where I would have you go and look. What is the reason? What is the philosophy that drives the concept? And, and you cannot. I think be fair to the process if you don't understand what it is and why it is.
0: Pastor, I do understand. And there's other things that I understand. We're we're folks like you and I can discuss a whole lot of things on these levels. Let's say talking about Zelinsky and all these other people. uh, Most people can't or not can't. Most people don't. And that's not where they're at. And they're just most of us in this movement who just want to do right. I, I, I think I, I, we're going to have to shut this down pretty soon, but I'm, I'm enjoying this. Uh, I want to say that I think we have to get away from the stereotypes and the wordiology that I heard you use. Because uh, if, if I were to look at what... Okay, you, you, you say what socialists yeah. want to do. All socialists, a, socialist, a real socialist would look at you and say... I want one person, one vote, and us deciding on things. And and a capitalist will tell, I mean, let me be honest with you. I see capitalism as a form of slavery. Let me stop. Uh, Your your eyes open, and I say, say, well, you know, how can I invent something? And uh, after I invent something and have people work for me, we do all the work. And, you know, there are some people who would say, I want my money to work for me. Nobody's money works for them. Nobody's money works for them. I work for money and the money you didn't pay me is the profit that you make sitting down at your pool if you own stocks, right? Isn't that true? Okay. So my, my point is the type of attacks I see that people make on, let's say, those who believe in one person, one vote, uh, social, uh, a social structure where you all have input I think it sometimes it can be a bit misguided because when you look at where the faults really lie in this country, the faults really lie in the capital class who really use everybody else as just a source of labor. We just learned how to do it better than slavery now.
1: Well, of the two systems, I think the capitalist system is the one that affords opportunity for someone you, like you.
0: No, no, Someone no, like no. true.
1: To start no. your own business, Mm-mm. to create as you have created and have made some money on that and have done pretty well for yourself. I've been chosen. I, I, I've been chosen. Think, right. Well, I don't think under a socialistic paradigm, that opportunity would have existed for you.
0: Well, um, what in a social paradigm would have stopped that from happening?
1: The expansion and regulation of government on the individual.
0: Um, What he can
1: and cannot do.
0: I I think... And
1: we see that and we see a bit of that now when they are shutting down churches and telling churches that they cannot uh, gather for fellowship or to pray for one another or to sing and they shut the churches down. What is that? Don't you see the reason
0: why they shut everything down?
1: I, I think that that is an individual choice, it's my body, it's my choice, you don't tell me what to do with my body.
0: I I agree with that, as long as what you do with your body doesn't affect my body, right?
1: Right, and so that means if I'm doing something that you think has an adverse impact on you, you don't come around.
0: I can deal with that. I could honestly deal with that. Unfortunately, most of the people that think that way don't. But Pastor uh, uh, S. Broden, let me tell you, I would like to entertain. I'd like to ask you to come back on the show. I'd like to ask you to come back on the show the next time, mostly to talk about uh, two issues, specifically Medicare for All and basic income, which I think you disagree with them both. And the reason why is this is something that I think is important for your particular community. You bet. Uh, We've been with uh, Pastor S.E. Broden. I really appreciate you coming on Politics Done Right. Um, Please do come back. You bet.